Psalm 145. And let's read the whole psalm. Praise the Lord. Um, this is a psalm of David, uh, which is a psalm of praise. Now, in the many psalms that have preceding to this, you find um, David is praying. There's, uh, there are psalms of prayer, psalms of petition, psalms of supplication, uh, where David comes to the Lord with many, many needs, many things that he uh, desires for God to do. And then he turns over into a very intensive uh, expression of praise continually from uh, Psalm 145 onwards. And you see how David the king is praising and worshipping God. Uh, very often as we read through Psalms, it seemed to be like it's very repetitive. Praise you for your mighty acts. Praise you for your wondrous love. Praise you for your unending love. Praise you for your greatness, your goodness. These are phrases that seem to be repetitive. And you will find all through the writings of David and Asaph uh, in the book of Psalms. But here, I believe this passage is bringing to God an extraordinary praise. This is no simple praise, but with much realization of what God has done, Psalmist King David brings forth praise to God. And I believe that we also need to live this life of praise. And I deliberately, consciously use that phrase, living the life of praise, and not just praising by word of mouth. There's a huge difference between having a heart of praise, uh, living a light of life of praise, in the sense of expressing praise to God in any place, in any situation, among any kind of people. That is beyond just a time of praise and worship that we have, which is good, which is needed as we gather, gather together, and as we praise and worship God, as we sing songs of worship, we are praising God, we are exalting His name, and He deserves all our praises, all honor and all glory. Everything belongs to him and all worship belongs to God. And so when we come together and we praise the Lord or when we greet each other also, when we say praise the Lord, we're praising God for the other person. We're praising God and we're glorifying him when we meet one another. Now, it's beyond this expression of praise or praising just by word of mouth in the uh, experience of a worship setting of a service, a prayer time, or a worship time. But this is a lifestyle of praise which brings extraordinary praise to God. And that's what you see King David focusing on in this passage. And I'd like to split this whole psalm into three portions. Verses 1 to 7, preparing the next generation to praise. Verses 1 to 7, he's actually preparing the next generation to praise. And verses 8 to 13, he's proclaiming the kingdom through praise. And number 3, you see from verses 13 to 21, he pro 
you know he's talking about the promises that god keeps which uphold his praise the promises that god keeps that uphold his praise it's amazing to see the way he praises god this is not just a meaningless random um you know spelling out of words many times many times when we praise god we we speak many things we say many things we vocally utter many things without any thought given to it without any meaning or heart put into it without any understanding or without any reason we just say it because we got used to it sometimes that's a danger of praising god without applying our heart our mind and without having a sincere expression of praise but just saying words of praise there's a difference between just saying words of praise and truly praising god amen and so here you find that it's not just spewing off of, out of words is not great praises don't rise up in just the volume of words that we say repetitively but in sincere heartfelt thankful expressions that's where truth comes out and that's the kind of praise that god will god will be pleased with and that's the way we ought to praise and we learn how king david praises god in this passage let's go back to the text and read verses 1 to 7 i will exalt you o my king i will praise your name forever and ever every day i will praise you and extol your name forever and ever great is the lord and most worthy of praise his greatness no one can fathom one generation will commend your works to another they will tell of your mighty acts they will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and i will meditate on your wonderful works they will tell of the power of your awesome works and i will proclaim your great deeds and they will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyful sing joyfully sing of your righteousness one generation will commend your works to another they will tell of your mighty acts they will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and i will meditate on your wonderful works they will tell of the power of your awesome works and i will proclaim your deeds great deeds he's talking about both himself he's talking about one generation declaring the praises of god to another generation now this is something very different from the way we understand praise or we've always understood praise we've understood praise is something that we praise and that is between us and god but here is a praise given to god in the stories that are told to the next generation about the mighty acts of god of what god has done in our lives isn't that incredible that is i believe no ordinary praise and to title this morning's message we could call it no ordinary praise and i believe god wants us to bring to him no ordinary praise we praise many people we praise someone for some good favors they have done to us somebody helped us in a time of need they lended it they gave some money they 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 helped us by recommending us to somebody else they helped us find a job they helped us get an admission in a college 
they stood with us in a time of crisis they came and prayed for us at hospital we would praise them we would thank them we would say oh if not for you i don't know how i would have managed all through these days and all through the situations that i've been through we praise them and we praise them before others we say oh you know this is the person who actually helped me this is the person who stood with me but here is no ordinary praise which is of a different kind where we prepare the next generation to praise god by declaring the praises of god to the next generation hallelujah and i believe this is something that god wants us to do which is to transfer our faith intergenerationally and we see in many nations of the world that, that is not happening and the reason why it did not happen because one generation did not commend to the others to the next generation the praises of god they did not speak to the next generation about the mighty acts of god that's why god always asked the people of israel to set up a memorial at every place he would tell them build an altar here set up a memorial set up this stone or under this tree why because when your children ask you what does all of this mean he asked them to celebrate feasts festivals passover and all of these why he instituted because the next generation will know who the god of israel is what he did to them in ages past what he did to them in egypt what he did to his enemies how he saved them how he brought them out very often we don't have time to talk if there is very less conversation in your family you need to cultivate a little more of conversations for which probably you may have to gather together to, at some place at some time today we are in a busy world where each one has their own life to live the husband is busy with his work the wife is busy with her duties and responsibilities the children are busy with education and classes and many other things and each one is moving at a different time zone different time they come in and go at different times and most often many of our houses are more like hotel rooms we have just we have just rented to stay for a temporary while and we just visit once in a while <laughs> where we just come there to hit bed and have breakfast or some of us don't even eat we start through the morning up to lunch manage with some tea and coffee now that's how you know city life has become that's how urban life has become and with increasing um, you know multiple tasks that we are overloaded with we are left with no time to actually talk to one another or if at all we talk also we are talking through a gadget probably even to the person sitting in the next room well we can actually go face to face but we facebook them now god wants us to be transferring these stories and that's what king david is talking about on one side he's talking about exalting the lord praising him every day i will praise you i will exalt your name forever and ever but how is he going to do that he's calling for one generation to commend the works of god to the other commend appreciate applaud lift up the deeds of the lord to the next generation and this generation will tell of the mighty acts to the next 
they will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and i will meditate on your works now this is what god wants us to do tell of his awesome works proclaim his mighty deeds and we need to be celebrating the goodness of god the abundant goodness of god let's not downplay the goodness of god let's have times of celebrating the goodness of god let's not ignore the good things that god has done in our lives and take them as oh it just happened but let's take every good thing that god has done and celebrate them and talk about them and make them special and say how god has been good to us how god has done mighty things for us hallelujah how he has delivered us from the power of the enemy how he has delivered us from sin how he has delivered us from darkness how he has delivered us from all kinds of evil attack of the devil how he rescued us how he has preserved our lives how he restored health to us how he provided for our needs how he opened a way for us when we didn't have a way how he encouraged and revived us when we were discouraged and depressed let's think of all of those things and i'm sure that we have a collection of many of those things over the years hallelujah even if you are in the middle of needs and problems and crisis would you still look back and see what all god has done and talk about them to the next generation talk about what god did to your grandfather what god did to your father how god led you how god led you in your before you got married maybe you need to talk about them to your children how god led you while you know before they were born before uh, they grew up before they came to an understanding of things how god led you what god did in your life would you talk about those things and that's giving god great praise because you're preparing another another generation to praise god and they will tell their generations to come this is these are the stories that my father told me about what god did in their generation and that same god who did those things in that generation is also mighty and powerful to be able to do those same things again and that will keep them strong in the faith hallelujah now if you take for example david's life he has many stories doesn't he talk to him and you ask him david what have you been through tell us something about what's been going on in your life he would say oh the lion and the bear came as sending sheep and with my bare hands i tore them apart the spirit of the lord was on me and i you know was able to guard my sheep then he would say i went to give some food to my brothers but they mistreated me they disrespected me i was rejected i was humiliated you talk about his pain but then he would say but i found favor in the eyes of the king and i actually was the one who brought down goliath and delivered the people of israel from the hands of the philistines oh praise god in spite of rejection god gave him a victory god made him so famous that the women there sang david killed tens of thousands saul killed only thousands and you talk to him and ask him more tell us more david you say oh i had a music ministry <laughs> i would play the harp and the evil spirit in saul would leave him and he would be relieved and he would be able to sleep 
but then i had an enemy called that same man saul to whom i did good he came after me he began chasing me he chased me he was hunting for my life and i had to flee for life for my life and i had to run and place to place he chased me like an enemy while i did good to him and he cheated me he didn't give me his daughter in marriage what he promised he would tell his stories he would talk about bathsheba i made some horrible mistakes in my life i sinned against god and probably he would take a moment and weep he said i wish i never happened in my life and then he would feel so sad at how you know god took away the child and then he would talk about how he repented before god he talk about his weaknesses he talk about the sins he talk about he would talk about his suffering he t- he would talk about his losses and then he would talk about how god restored his life back again how god created in his life a new heart for him god gave him a new spirit god renewed my joy god gave me back the holy spirit he didn't take away the joy of salvation he restored it to me what powerful stories and he would talk about all of those things he would talk about how you know he went on a war and his wife and his children all of them were taken captive and the wives and the children of all the men who went on war along with him they were all taken captive but then god re- renewed his strength he was so weak and everybody was ready to stone him how powerful enemies came against him he would talk about all of those things but in everything he would say god was with me god helped me god helped me to rise up again god gave me victory over the enemies even though i stumbled even though i fell god renewed me again god revived me again hallelujah why do you think there's a record of all of these stories in the bible the bible does not just record of good stories it doesn't just record of good men it just does not record of you know the holy lives that they lived it also talks about the pain they have had it also talks about the losses they have suffered it also talks about the sins they committed it also talks about their repentance it also talks about the punishments that they suffered it also talks about the grace of god that brought them through hallelujah while you talk about all of these things your life stories are the most powerful that can touch a generation that can continue the next generation in the faith hallelujah that will bring praise to god that will continue to bring praises to god perpetually hallelujah your next generation will begin to talk about the things that god did in your life through your life and will praise god for what god did in your generation hallelujah we just had a good conversation last week uh and i was just telling mercy to record all of those things that god has done through uh, her father and continues to do because he's his life and ministry is of a very different kind which is probably not heard or not known or you hardly find lives that are lived of that kind so i was telling why don't you document them put them down in a book shoot a video <laughs> amen it's powerful because these things have to be preserved these things have to be passed on to the next generation otherwise there will be no point of reference to which they can go back to and say this is who god has been real 
where they will not always find just in the pages of the bible i'm not negating the the authority of scriptures in any way but what will authenticate and what will make them to believe the scriptures are the real life stories that will be really powerful that will keep them strongly rooted in the word of god that will keep them strongly rooted in in the faith as we declare the praises of god to the next generation and so he talks about meditating go through your timeline he's talking about i will meditate on your wonderful works go through your timeline meditate go and think through remember ponder and then he uses the word commend in verse 4 one generation will commend your works to another commend appreciate exalt and talk about it appreciate applaud it blow it up <laughs> speak they will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty verse 5 the blessings tell the story speak you praise god not just by lifting hands and saying praise the lord hallelujah thank you jesus you also praise god by telling the stories of what god has done to others you're praising god and you are invoking a praise in their lives they will also praise him hallelujah let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven they will see the good works that you do they will see the work of god in your life and they will glorify the father in heaven in verse 7 um, they will celebrate your abundant goodness celebrate the blessings the victories the miracles the mighty acts sing verse 7 last part says joyfully sing of your righteousness sing joyfully express how he has been righteous when you faced unjust and unfair situations how god is, was righteous how god did justice to you hallelujah how he has been righteous how his righteousness has been imputed to you while you yourself did not have anything good in you speak to one another and that's what we read in ephesians chapter 5 and verses 15 to 20 this is a call that apostle paul is giving to the church and he's talking about it in ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 to 20 be very careful then how you live live as un- not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil therefore do not be foolish but understand what the lord's will is do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the spirit and verse 19 and 20 speak to one another with psalms hymns and spiritual songs sing and make music in your heart to the lord we've always talked about singing songs and praises that we only bring to god but we also bring to god by speaking to one another psalms and songs and making music and melody in your heart to the lord always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of the lord jesus christ hallelujah now that's what god wants us to do to prepare the next generation to praise and i believe that's no ordinary praise quickly number 2 come back to psalm 145 and verse 8 to 13 the lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and rich in love the lord is good to all he has compassion on all he has made and all and all you have made will praise you o lord your saints will extol you they will tell the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom 
Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. You see, the Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. Now, you see here the proclamation of the kingdom through what God has done, through the praises of God. As we praise and exalt him and declare what he has done, we declare about his kingdom, what his kingdom looks like. People get up an insight into the kingdom of God. What are these people like? These are different kinds of people. These are people talking about the goodness of God, the grace of God, the mighty acts of God and helps the, us to proclaim the kingdom of God as we praise him. Praises proclaim his kingdom. Now here is a king, David, who understands what it is to be king and to administer kingship in a kingdom. You know, a king reigns, he rules, he's involved with administration. And he leads his kingdom, he oversees the kingdom, he controls the kingdom, he rules. And this is a king who understands what kingship is and what it is to be a king and administer kingship in a kingdom. And he writes about the king of kings who deserves no ordinary praise. Hallelujah. He writes about a kingdom here and he recognizes that we... And that this is not just the kingdom of Israel, the earthly kingdom, but he's talking about the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God was manifest in the world by God establishing an earthly kingdom and where he himself their king. But of course, because the people of Israel rejected God as king and they asked for a king like the peoples of the world, God allowed them to have a king and he appointed over them Saul to be the first king over Israel and comes David succeeding up to him. And so David very much knew that all through these ages in the history of the life of people of Israel that God has been their king and he continues to be their king. And even though David himself is king, he acknowledges God as the king of kings. Now you see the greatness and the goodness of God has been described. The best and greatest of beings, the best and the greatest of beings is exalted. And, they, and he was celebrated and his mighty works were celebrated in the former part of the psalm we went through. But here in these verses, we are taught to give him the glory of his kingdom. In the administration of which the greatness and the goodness of God is clearly seen and is brightly seen. The way he administers in his kingdom, the way he functions among his people. The way he rules and reigns over our lives. The way he leads us and guides us. The way we are led by him in his kingdom. This is something which we proclaim. And the kingdom is proclaimed through his praises. There is a glory in his kingship. In the administration of his power. And the display of his splendor. Now he is not an earthly king. Who subjects people for his own survival and his selfish needs. And for the sake of his generation to continue in power to be kings. He is not like the earthly kings who oppress and suppress people. Who torture and trouble and put heavy loads on people and subject them to fear. And keep a tight rein on people. He does not manipulate, he does not intimidate, he does not dominate over people. Like the kings of the earth do. Like the dictators of the earth do. Where he does not snatch away freedom from people like the kings of the earth do. 
and take full control of individuals and administer governance by dominating and oppressing them he's not like the earthly kings but here is a king who is very different you see how you know administration is done today even in the world today even narrow nation everything has to be linked to your bank account your gas connection your pan card your everything has to be linked to other that's how the kingdoms of the world want to control people that's how the kingdoms of the world want to know everything that's going on in your life what you own how much money you have who with whom you transact where do you where you spend which restaurant you eat at how much bills you paid everything has to be known and and that's a way of taking control of people that's how the earthly kingdoms work but you see the heavenly kingdom and the kingdom of god and jesus himself who is a king who is the king of kings and the lord of lords he does not rule by oppression or by sword hallelujah he does not rule by manipulating and intimidating and oppressing and dominating and controlling people's lives but he rules by his goodness and being the best of all beings hallelujah he rules and reigns over our lives by his goodness and being the best of all beings with grace and compassion slow to anger and abounding in love hallelujah he's a different king who would not like to have him as king over their lives look at that in verse 7 onwards that verse 8 onwards the passage we read the lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and rich in love the lord is good to all he has compassion on all he made he has made all you have made will praise you o lord your saints will extol you they will tell you of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might king david talks about the nature of god the love of god the abundance of love the patience to forgive and he talks about all of that in talks about how this is who you are and we will tell of your glorious kingdom this is the glory of his kingdom hallelujah this is what we will speak about this is what men ought to know the mighty acts of god when you talk about the mighty acts of god it's not just the parting of the red sea and the stopping of the mighty river jordan pulling down of the walls of jericho yes they are mighty acts but the mighty acts of god in your own life are the abundance of love that god has extended upon you and how he has been slow to anger how he has been patient with you how he has been great in your life how he has been good to you how he has been kind and gentle to you how he has been helping you giving you a hand when you needed him while you struggle through temptations while you deserve death while you deserve punishment while you deserve to be banished from the face of the earth yet god has preserved our lives he continues to show his love to us continues to provide for us rain comes down upon the righteous and the wicked the sun shines upon the righteous and the wicked this is who the king of kings is hallelujah this is how he rules and he reigns This is the greatness of his glory. It is all in his magnanimity. The magnanimous heart of love that he has for his people who don't deserve it. And I believe 
for such a undeserving people who have been given his love he deserves no ordinary praise hallelujah we don't deserve his love and his patience and he being slow to anger his goodness and his grace that has been abundant upon us that we don't deserve and for undeserving people like us he has extended all of this in his kingdom and so we got to give him no ordinary praise and exalt him and showcase this is what his kingdom looks like by talking about what he has done in our lives we display his kingdom we proclaim his kingdom through talking about what how he has been magnanimous in his love there's a proclamation of his kingdom through no ordinary praise of his exceptional love unequal to no human love that love which is not equal to any human love declares what his kingdom looks like it's not just the acts of power and strength that earn him a reputation but his goodness kindness patience extended to the worst of sinners this is the administration of his kingdom that is proclaimed through ordinary no ordinary praise now true praise is when you brag about or flatter how about how you were not worthy but you received great worth you were considered worthy while you were not worthy you flatter about it you brag about it you talk about it you tell about it i am a sinner saved by grace i am a sinner saved by grace that is no ordinary praise and we declare about it to people around us hallelujah so that all men may know your mighty acts verse 12 they will tell of the glory of kingdom verse 11 Verse 10, all you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. Your saints, when a saint begins to speak about who God is and how his kingdom functions and how they've been blessed and touched and changed and transformed by the you know, power of the love of God, they have brought forth forgiveness of their sins and delivered from sin because of forgiveness. that will reveal of god's mighty acts and that will proclaim the kingdom of god your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom dominion endures through all generations how god has been forgiving his people how god has been loving to his people the magnanimity of his love when you talk about that you proclaim his kingdom hallelujah i again repeat it's not just about praising god in a worship service environment of just saying thank you jesus for what you've done for me but talking to people and saying this is what god has done for me you proclaim his kingdom hallelujah through an no ordinary praise you talk about his mighty work in your life that has transformed you and made you the person whom you are today quickly number 3 verses 13 onwards 13 21 let's read The, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations but i begin from the second half of verse 13 um, the lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made the lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down the eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing the lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made the lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth 
He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. You see here the promises of God kept. The promises that God keeps uphold his praise. The promises that he has given to us. He is faithful to fulfill them. Not because we are good. Not because we are proven to be faithful. But he continues to keep his promise. In spite of our unfaithfulness. He is faithful to his promises. And loving to all that he has made. He guards his reputation. And for his name's sake. He fulfills his word. He fulfills his promises. He fulfills his plans. Because he cannot be unfaithful. Yes, when we deliberately sin, when we deliberately turn away from God, if we deliberately stray away from Him and we reject Him in our lives, His promises will not be fulfilled. But, uh, but His promises are not fulfilled just because we are good. Remember that. We will lose the fulfillment when we stray away. We can lose His blessings. We can lose the miracles. His mighty works, we can miss them when we continually stray away and reject Him in our lives. But at the same time, the reason why they get fulfilled are also not because we have proved ourselves to be good to Him. It's not because we have proved ourselves to be faithful. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Amen. He fulfills His promises because He is faithful. Because of His goodness, because of His grace. Because he cannot be faithful. He will not react impulsively or rashly. He will not just do something here and there. But he's got everything planned. He's purposed everything in his mind. He's very clear about what he wants to do in our lives. And he's faithful to accomplish them. And you see, he will uphold all those who fall. And lift up all who are bowed down. That's the grace of God. The grace, he's gracious to the fallen, to those who have been, who have been through, you know, a life of sin, who've been through a life of wickedness, a life that has displeased God. Whenever we fall, God graciously lifts us up. The Bible says, even though righteous man falls seven times, he will rise up. He will make him to rise up. God's grace is extended to a person who falls. But God does not want us to be in a fallen place. He wants us to rise up and his grace extended to us, makes us to rise up. Hallelujah. He empowers us to rise up again. That grace of God is not just to forgive, but that grace of God is, all, is also an empowering grace that gives us the strength. By his grace, we are able to rise up again. Hallelujah. If you have experienced at any time a place in your life where you have fallen, you fell in sin, you fell over and over again, but God helped you to revive back and rise up again. Remember, God has kept his promises in your life. Hallelujah. He's been faithful. That's his faithfulness. Even though we didn't deserve it, because he promised that the righteous will fall seven times, but yet he will rise up. He's true to his word. Makes us to rise up again. He will not abandon us. He doesn't crush us because we have fallen. It's easy to trample over something that has already fallen on the ground. 
He doesn't trample over us. He doesn't crush us down while we have fallen. But he comes to somehow lift us up. He's always reaching out to us. And that's his grace. You see, that's how he keeps his promises. And that deserves no ordinary praise. Hallelujah. Because he didn't leave me alone. Even though I was down, even though I was depressed, even though I was frustrated, even though I fell into sin, even though I did the most evil thing in the world. For every one of us, he helped us to rise up again. And even this morning, that was the encouraging word that the Lord gave us to rise up again. And God is there to encourage us. Does not want us to be discouraged. Does not want us to be heartbroken. Does not want us to give up hope on our own lives. He guards his reputation for his own name's sake. He is faithful. And continue on from there. You see in verse number um, 15 and 16. The eyes of all look to you. And you give them their food at the proper time. He provides. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. He opens his hands. What a lovely expression that is. Not stingily just giving something without opening the hand. You can also give without opening your hand. You know. But there's something about opening your hands, satisfy, not just giving something bare enough just for some namesake, one, one rupee coin. I gave. Just to say I gave. And somebody asked and so I gave. But here he's opening his hands to satisfy, gives until we are satisfied and overflowing. Hallelujah. That's the nature of God. That's how he keeps his promises. That's how he keeps his promises. And not just to provide us with bare necessities, with stinginess. But he wants to provide abundantly. He keeps his promises. And by keeping his promises, he deserves no ordinary praise. Because he's got given, gives to us in abundance. Look at our own lives. Look at your own past. Were you this good when you began your life? Did you have so much in your pockets 20 years back? <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you have all of that you have in your life today? What you have now? Did you, did you have the, all of these a couple of years back or 15 years back, 10 years back? Don't you see God's hand providing for you in, in abundance and keeping you satisfied? Hallelujah. I believe there is nobody here Who's wondering how they're going to have the next meal. I believe that there's nobody here who's wondering where they're going to spend this night. That's the song that we sang, isn't it? As we gave to the Lord and as we sang, there's a roof above me. There's food on my table. Give me a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. His promises that he has kept are worth giving no ordinary praise. Hallelujah. Would you praise him? And declare of his graciousness when you fell. Declare of his generosity when he provided for you. Not with a stingy spirit. Not just to satisfy, you know, with some bare minimum. But satisfied all your desires. And also, he guards those who love him. Verse 20, the Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. He watches over you. He protects you. He guards you. That was also part of the prophetic word this morning. He who touches you, touches the 
apple of his eye nobody can mess around with you and get away so if you meet somebody who think you think is messing around with you with you tell them don't rub me on the wrong side it's dangerous for you <laughs> they may try to think they they may they may be thinking that they are actually causing some danger to you they may be thinking that they can actually put some fear into you they can manipulate you they can trouble you they can harm you but when they try to harm you they are actually harming themselves in the process because they are touching god's apple of his eye hallelujah he guards this is how this is how god deals with our weaknesses and our desires and guards us and he deserves no ordinary praise because he is a promise keeping god these are things that god continually does whether you are awake or asleep whether you are at work or at home whether you you know praise him or you don't praise him whether you are here at church on a sunday morning or not whether you fought and had a quarrel with your wife or your husband before coming to church or not he continuously does all of these things to you doesn't he deserve extraordinary praise hallelujah in spite of all our foolishness in spite of all our you know unwise things that we have done unwise ways we behave unwise ways we go in spite of all of that he continues to be gracious to us when we fall to pick us up and rises raises up and to make us to stand again he continuously is generous to us to satisfy us all our desires abundantly not with a stingy spirit he continuously guards us and keeps us as the apple of his eye and will take to task anybody who rubs us on the wrong side amen doesn't he deserve an extraordinary praise hallelujah hallelujah this morning from this day onwards may we give god god no ordinary praise remember this every time you praise him i got to give some extraordinary praise i got to give god some extraordinary praise no ordinary simple praise not just some mumbling of words not just some endless babbling of some words meaninglessly and think we are just doing some kind of a service to god but he deserves praise because as we praise him we prepare the next generation to praise also let's talk about those stories as we give god no ordinary praise let's proclaim the kingdom of god we proclaim the kingdom of god through our praises because we reveal of what kind of king he is that he is not like the earthly king his kingdom is not of this world his kingdom is a different kind of kingdom we proclaim his kingdom they see something different about this people of god and while we give god no ordinary praise we uphold his praise because of the promises that he keeps hallelujah we continually praise him because of the promises that he keeps to us by being gracious to us by being generous to us by guarding us hallelujah he deserves no ordinary praise why don't you stand together and just praise the lord for a few minutes in all your way back home as you drive down as you go in your two wheeler as you walk whatever be your mode of transport maybe your feet or some wheels 
would you talk about the praises of God? At work, would you talk about the praises of God? And you reveal his kingdom, you proclaim his kingdom as you exalt him, as you talk about what he has done, who he is, how he reigns, how he rules. He is not, not like the earthly kings. Hallelujah. Well, you remember the promises he has kept in your life of how he has been generous to you, how he has been gracious to you, how he has been guarding you. You uphold his praise. Hallelujah. Would you give God no ordinary praise this morning? Hallelujah.